1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Intelligence After Show. Season 1, Episode 1, and Episode 2. The Pilot yes. and Red X. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks. Uh, joining me on the panel, tell us who you are.
2: Hi, I'm Yel.
1: Hey, Yel, what's up?
3: What's up? And I'm Lim, and I just want to go on record by saying I'm glad that there's another male on the panel. And he has a beard, so that's <laughs> awesome.
1: Listen, I've... Greatly appreciate beards, and I think beards make the man. Yes. So let's get into this bearded man situation (laughs) that we have here. Yes. Uh, So Intelligence, brand new CBS television show, is replacing hostages. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're doing two episodes tonight because they bumped up the the preview early um, because of the cancellation of hostages. So thanks, CBS. We appreciate that. Uh, Thanks. So first off, I want to go right into impressions. We've seen two episodes. Um, So what did you guys think going into these first two episodes?
2: Uh, I think the first two episodes were really interesting to bring us this entire new plot, this entire new uh, story of this man who's part machine and there's a woman who's got to protect him. And it just I'm really excited to see where it's going to go.
3: I, I, I mean, I agree um, to some degree, but also, uh, as Ryan was saying earlier in our discussion, you know, it is a similar format to some other shows that are out there. So I'm curious to see how it's going to set itself apart from, you know, some of the other shows that are there. But I will say, based on what you were saying earlier, that it is interesting that the woman is protecting the man yeah. in this situation. So there's kind of role reversal going on. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to develop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you that weren't here for our earlier discussion in the studio, um, I was talking about this concept <laughs> as a show. I think this is a very overdone concept right now that we see a lot of this similar style template. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of shows, you know, Chuck, S.H.I.E.L.D., Sherlock, as I was saying, are all using a similar style, even almost human as well, that I do an after show for um, with this technology meets human aspect. So I want to know and see what CBS and what the show is going to do to set itself apart. Is there going to be some sort of vulnerable soul aspect, if you will, because we're going to need something that's going to make us forget all the other shows and all the other characters that we watch, that's going to make us want to come back and watch Intelligence every single week. Absolutely. I mean, so far, you know, there's a lot of cool things with the show. There's a lot of action, which mm-hmm. I think is really great for the male mm-hmm. audience because, mm-hmm. you know, there's gunfights and there's fist fights and they're throwing people down elevator shafts and shootouts in the paintball arena. Yes. You know, and we also fights. see, you know, fights <laughs> always <laughs> draw audiences in. And we also see then, too, the driving factor of the first two episodes is his love for his lost girlfriend, wife, mm-hmm. Amelia. Mm-hmm. So... It's giving something for both sides, and I think if they continue that pattern, they will be able to draw an audience in, and they will continue to have success with the show. So, CBS, challenge to you. (laughs) Make sure you give us something to keep us coming back every week. Right. So, that's that. (laughs) Um, So, this show, as we uh, are going to learn here slowly, uh, stars Josh Holloway from Lost Mm -hmm. as Gabriel Vaughn, who's our Mm -hmm. lead character. Who also, as we know, is a bearded man. Yes, not currently because he's a CIA Delta Force <laughs> no, he one. Looks right. great but <laughs>
3: without that beard,
1: but he <laughs> looks pretty good with the beard too. Yeah, exactly. But he
2: also looks great without it.
1: Let's just say that Josh Holloway looks great all the time. All the time. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, we also have Megan Ory as uh, Riley Neal, mm-hmm. the current agent that's been assigned to protect him. Um, you know, everyone would know her from Little Red Riding Hood and mm-hmm. the TV show Once Upon a Time. Yep. Um, the great and much anticipated television return of Mark Helgenberg. Yes. Uh, as Lillian Strand. Obviously, everyone knows her from CSI for mm-hmm. 264 episodes. <laughs> that's an exact number, actually. I looked that up. Did it guess. really? Yeah, I did look it up. I thought yeah. you were exaggerating. No, that's 264 <laughs> episodes just as, uh, her character in CSI. Wow. Yes. Uh, so there are, there's a few other characters that we have intermixed in here. Um, PJ Bryan as Nelson Cassidy, and then also, uh, John Billingsley. As his father, Dr. Shenandoah Cassidy. Mm -hmm. So those are our prime characters that we're seeing um, throughout the episodes. Uh, Episode 1 then goes into, you know, we're getting a little backstory. So we see uh, Vaughn in India outside of a giant satellite. Yes. Looks like he's hiking by the river, but apparently he's doing damage. You know, at this point we don't really know why he's there, what he's doing, what his backstory is. So when you saw the satellite, did you think he was just hiking? Did you say, hey, what's up with this?
3: Go ahead. I... I... (sighs) I, I knew there was I mean, obviously the show's intelligent, so you right. know that there's gonna be something uh, sci-fi-ish about it so I didn't just look into the fact that he was hiking in the desert I knew that there was something else there um, I didn't know, wasn't quite sure and then of course when you saw the holograms come up then I was like oh snap you know what's going on here you know and then that happens and then you see you know he sees his wife uh, that's there or his girlfriend and you don't know exactly what happened but you see that that's going on and then of course the people come and arrest him so I, I thought it was a good opening um, to kind of give face for what it was and it did leave me wanting to know what's going
1: on
2: I got to be honest, I was tricked and I was like, well, if we're going to spend five minutes watching him hike through the forest, I'm turning the show off. I I, I was very
1: tricked. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The interesting factor of this is it captured your attention in a way Mm -hmm. because everyone who's seen the movie Sherlock Holmes – loves those scenes where he, like, pauses in his brain and flashes through those parts, and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And we see that aspect here, uh, and he actually has a name for it, and he calls it cyber rendering. Mm-hmm. So we see him cyber rendering, which is part the microchip that he can use to access uh, any Internet-based world, global system. Right. Part imagination, as he later describes. Um, and I, I really thought that it was cool because it made me like, wow, this is cool. Like, I like technology, and I like when computer graphics are done Mm -hmm. well and you know it gives us a a cool aspect and something to look forward to when he does that because we think something cool is really going to happen um
2: I really like the cyber rendering in that in the concept of it. I think it's really interesting that he said that it's this, you know, he's got this computer and, and it also works with your brain doing brain things. And like there mm-hmm. are those optical illusions where your brain fills in the missing gap. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I get it. We yeah. studied this in school. This is fascinating. Right. Yeah.
1: So this is actually known as singularity. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a link between humans and technology. So in this specific one, you know, it's man versus machine and it's looking at a, an equal oneness between where technology meets human. Right. You know, and we're seeing that now in just everyday technology with our cell phones and all the amazing things that they can do. Mm-hmm. And really a lot of people would say that your cell phone is pretty much one with you mm-hmm. because who doesn't have their cell phone with them all the time all the and time. who always is using them and you know the way we can access information. So this is a cool concept that we're seeing that he can use his brain to do that and he can pull things up faster than people can look up on a computer.
3: Yep. I just want to go on record and I thought that it was a great scene when he first meets his counterpart. Um his protector, as we call it. Yeah. And um he starts scanning her right away, yep. instantly. And then um they're like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And that, that, that secret file that's there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. And I was like, I wish that I could do that.
1: Because like, who doesn't? That I mean, could be who, dope. Who doesn't meet somebody and then go on Facebook and look right. at their pictures exactly. or go on Instagram and exactly. find them or Twitter and see what they're talking about? He right.
3: Googled her right then and there. Right. Yeah, it's it instant Google. That's I'm I'm telling you, if they had an app for that that could turn <laughs> you into that, I'd be all over
1: it. I mean, that's the world we live in where you... People put information about themselves out in the internet and there's ways to find it. Mm -hmm. You know, people often call it cyber stalking, but really if you put it on the internet, it's your own fault. Right. So that's the day and age we live in where people want to know about other people Mm -hmm. and you can learn more about somebody by looking at their Facebook page than you can by actually talking to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many things I know about people that I've never met before because I saw it on the internet. mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, So this, the singularity concept I think is going to be the driving concept and it's going to be this link between humans and technology. Mm -hmm. Um, also, we find, though, that, too, that he has a, a genetic abnormality called Athens 4U79. Right. And this is what allows the singularity to actually happen in his brain. This microchip functions with that abnormality. So he is a special person that he does this and no one else can. Yeah. Awesome. So we think. <laughs> okay. No. So um. So with, with the show, then, too, we've been introduced to the U.S. Cyber Command, mm-hmm. which is our – technology-based CIA, if Mm -hmm. you will, because S.H.I.E.L.D. was already taken. Right.
2: Um, (laughs) I was thinking that same thing.
1: It it is. I mean, whatever, FBI is gone, CIA is off the market, S.H.I.E.L.D. is now in use, copyright, all that (laughs) stuff. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, So U.S. Cyber Command is where we meet Riley and Lillian, who are Mm -hmm. our main female characters. And again, it's really interesting you pointed out that the woman has been assigned to protect the man. Yeah. Even though he's ex-Delta Force One, Mm -hmm. he's a secret operative, he is the head of this major agency. I, I have
3: a question. Speaking on that, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that they decided to go this route? Do you think they developed that enough? Or what's your opinion? on? Here's,
2: that? here's what I'm going to say is the do woman it. and the feminist in the room. Okay. Uh, I think that um, the Lillian says that, that Gabriel is, uh, he's very Im, um, impulsive and passionate and does things because he thinks that he needs to do it. And you know, you need a woman sometimes to tell you, Hey, you're being stupid. Don't
1: do that. Don't mm. do no. it. Just, that's no, bad. No, don't do that.
2: Bad Gabriel. Sit.
1: Bad Gabriel. You know, and usually as men, we will listen. So everyone needs a feminist in the room to help us. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> You're welcome. Cool. Thank you. So so the company here, the U.S. Cyber Command, is basically a modern day Manhattan project as they call it. It's called Clockwork. And that's the, the basic, the cryptic analysts that they do. Very original, again, yeah. as we see from Captain America. Uh, so <laughs> Clockwork is this project that they've been working on for these years, developing this technology and this microchip that they've invested millions and millions of dollars, also well-spent money, uh, in, in creating this super agent, if you will. Uh, again, he's Delta Force. You know, He's basically also a rogue cop, which I think will lead to a lot of interesting things in the future, because he's impulsive. Right. Yeah. And he's going to do what he's going to do, whether you tell him to or not. Yep. Yeah. Because that's what rogue cops do. Exactly. <laughs> Every Absolutely. real cop
3: ever has done that.
1: Every real cop, yes. So, okay, so as the plot continues in this episode one, um, this is again where we meet PJ Bryan as Nelson Cassidy and also his father, Shenandoah Cassidy, who gets mm. kidnapped by some Chinese terrorists, which we learn are Chinese because of a recording device that was found on the floor. Right. And he immediately analyzes it and translates it. But, again, with the woman point of view, he translates it wrong. Of course he does. Even <laughs> though he's got the internet in his fingers, he translates it wrong.
2: Have you ever tried to translate something via, like, Google Translate? Oh, it's always wrong. Yeah.
1: So, so you he, think that that's, that's why? Like, he was using the Google in his brain? He was.
2: Using, he said he had an app to translate it. We're going to mm-hmm. assume that it was a good app, which means it was probably a Google app. It was Google probably
1: the, the iTranslator app that it doesn't work yet. Yeah. Right. right. Or Google. <laughs>
2: Whatever. And she was like, hey, I actually speak Chinese. And here's what it really means. And
1: here's what it really means. So because there's an app for that, Mm -hmm. I love transitions, there's an app for us. Yes. Um, So those of you who are watching us now, thank you. Uh, We appreciate your viewership. What else can you do for us you would like to know? I know that you would like to know because I would would like to to know. know. What you can do is you can go on the iTunes and you can check us out. You can rate us and tell us what we're doing. We love comments. We love feedback. Uh, We want to hear from you. You can download uh, AfterBuzz TV show for free because we do this for free. We do over 60 podcasts a week. That's hours and hours of endless free content. Uh, and we want to hear from you when you want to make our show highly rated. We want intelligence to stay on the air longer than 15 episodes like hostages. So go on iTunes. Check us out. Leave comments. Rate us. Give us a five-star rating. Tell us what you think. Uh, and we look forward to coming back each and every week, breaking down intelligence for you guys and we hope to hear more from you. Yes. One, one episode at a time. One episode at a time, though. Right. This is a rare situation because Super of the, 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 the moving of the episodes three weeks early. <laughs> but, I mean, did you guys watch Hostages? Yes. And, yes. Okay. It,
2: <laughs> I, I liked the Israeli version be- better.
1: Enough said. Mo- moving right along <laughs> to is. the kidnapping of Dr. Cassidy. Yes. Um, so Dr. Cassidy's kidnapped, and... His son is being interviewed like, oh, no, the only thing that was in his safe that they came for was his diary, his journal of the things that he does. Wrong. We find out that he actually has a second microchip that he's been working on um, because he was released from the U.S. Cyber Command. And once the project was done, he's been bored. I mean, what does a good scientist do? They
2: I, I think improve. that was the best part was when the son said to them, like, what did you think he was going to do? You, yeah. You'd let him go, and this is what he does. Right. I mean, yeah, he's going to do it.
1: He's a scientist. Of course, he's going to continue to make things and experiment and build things. is what scientists do. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're crazy. So, uh, once they're trying to figure out what's going on with this, um, this is my favorite part in episode one. Uh, we get into the the Cyber Command headquarters, and they're talking about the chip and talking about the encryptions of the chip, and we meet a character by the name of Amos. Mm-hmm. This is why this is my favorite part. Amos is played by Eldon Henson. Anybody recognize Eldon Henson from anything else? No? Okay, I'm going to let you know, because he played Fulton Reed in The Mighty Ducks. Did he really? (laughs) He was Fulton Reed from The Mighty Ducks. What? Yes. Right? He's got red hair, who would have thought? Wow. (laughs) No knuckle puck, but I was like, oh my god, that's Fulton Reed from The Mighty Ducks. Flipping out of the TV. Um, So Amos is a computer encrypted person who helped create this, you know, blocking of technology, uh, encryption, if you will, so that they can't hack the system. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So the chip seems to be pretty much worthless. But maybe not. Um, so once the kidnapping has happened, then they're taking a look at all the evidence, all the videos. He's scanning all the videos, um, and this is one of the things that seems weird to me thus far in the show. Is it seems too easy with the technology that he has at his brain fingertips, if you will? Mm-hmm. I almost feel like, yeah, okay, that's gonna happen. You no, know, it's just like, oh, okay, let me just do this. Oh, let me just fix this problem. So you think
3: there's no challenges, basically?
1: Yeah, I haven't as a seen. I haven't seen technology. anything yet that's gonna be like hindering him from being successful in every single episode
2: well i feel like that means that they're gonna have to do an episode where it's all like the crime is technology free or something right. where they were somewhere that has no cameras right. and there's somewhere that has no data and he's gonna have to be human again
3: I mean, there has to be something that's going to, because if he was just, everything was easy, then the show's boring. Right. You know, there's nothing to watch. It's like, oh, okay, he did it again. Oh, that was predictable or whatever. There has to be something, and going back to what we said earlier, that has to be something that's going to keep us attention, mm-hmm. keep yes. our attention. Right. So something's going to have to happen where, like you said, he loses powers yeah. or kryptonite or something yeah. like that is going to have to this take place. Rolling and- <laughs> blackouts are going to happen <laughs> right. and the internet's going
1: to be down. Right.
2: revolution, you know, crossed over, <laughs> <laughs> then there's no power. Done. Oh,
3: gosh. <laughs> yeah. No across. okay
1: there it is uh, revolution could use a, a spinoff help if you will <laughs> nbc give cbs a call see what you guys can work out right right Please. you're welcome yes send me a check as well <laughs> for residuals for every single episode that you air so yeah i think that, that that's some for me has been the biggest challenge with the show is is what's gonna happen or what the, what are they gonna do to make this difficult to make it you know, a struggle. Mm-hmm. We as television watchers want a struggle. Mm-hmm. Right, right. We want something that's going to cause our hero or heroine to have to work and have to solve a problem. I don't feel as of yet that there are, is hindrances to him.
2: It's two episodes in. I know, but. Calm down.
3: I'm
1: just saying, in this day and age, my, <laughs> we want struggle right my away. attention span was gone. This is gone. a manly
3: show. We want him to have some struggle, like right now.
1: <laughs> My, Nothing is you easy. lost my attention ten minutes ago. And <laughs> so if you don't do something in episode one, two, or three to get these people on board, they're not going to stick around. Yeah. Well, so.
2: I, th- I think there were there were some things in episode two that will
1: – Right. So we'll get to that we'll coming to right that. up after this Um where we can get some more of the, these dips. So as of this point in episode one, we'll see what happens. So anyway, he's uh, – Basically, we get that Dr. Cassidy's been kidnapped. We find out there's shiny terrorists that are holding him hostage. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to force him to basically insert another microchip into a second person who has the same genetic abnormality. Abnormality. Mm-hmm. Athens, U, for you, seven, nine. Um, and they're hoping that he can either create this new one that he can put in, but hasn't been tested and he's skeptical about it. Yeah. Or that we can get Vaughn as a hostage. Mm. And we can steal his and put it in her brain. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. That would be. I'd, I'd be down for that.
3: I'd keep watching <laughs> for
1: that. Yeah, I mean, we need a we need a hot chick involved always. Right. Always. Not that Megan Ory's not. So, I like her as red a little better so far. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Just because her outfits.
2: There you go. <laughs> I'm
1: a, I'm a visual male and I like fighting. That's it. <laughs> done and done. Um. Anyway, so they're chasing down these uh, terrorists because of the video scanning that he's found. Uh, and they find that the the van that they saw belonged to uh, a group of terrorists uh, that were Chinese. And uh, that this guy is the cousin of a guy named Jim Kong, played by Will Young Lee.
3: Nice.
1: He was in the Wolverine movie. Yes, I do remember yes, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so he's making a, a strong here as a terrorist, essentially. Um, so they go to the safe house. Uh, and, you know, they, they can't really find out what's going on. So, they, again, he's scanning things, finds the van. Yeah. How convenient. I got the license plate partial and I found a white van registered to somebody else. One Easy. of one of three white vans in the tri-state area that are of this make and model in this year. Uh, so they checked the van to a paintball place.
2: Oh, oh, the paintball place. Wonderful. Yes. Sorry, I got really excited.
1: It was well, exciting.
3: Why, why are you so excited?
2: The fight sequence in the paintball place.
3: That was your favorite.
2: I really enjoyed that. I really liked seeing how he did it. Because usually... Usually in shows, there's someone shooting, and they're always they somehow always can hit the person perfectly. Mm-hmm. And this time, we see why he can hit the person perfectly because
1: he cyber scanned the entire building yep. with aerial blueprints, found <laughs> out the heat sensors yep. in the people, and then also was able to shoot in the dark yeah. at these heat sensors in this cyber rendered building, just like.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, given who needs night vision when you've got cyber rendering in your life? Cyber rendering. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out how to get
3: cyber rendering. Yeah, like really, like there has to be some form of it. Not like his level, but just I want a minimum level of cyber rendering, and I think that would help me.
2: Google Glass. Google Glass. <laughs> I think that's as close as we've got right now.
1: Right. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> So moving on. Moving right along. So yes, uh this is where we actually learn that's called cyber running too after this gun shootout. Yeah. And you know, they uh, they find out that he is in the cyber running world when Riley comes in and sees him that we find out that it's part imagination and that he is using his mind to help fill in the blanks, essentially. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what we'll see as a struggle is his mind may not have the knowledge to fill in the blanks. Maybe that there's a point where His intelligence only goes so far, if you will, minus the pun. Um, The intelligence pun. Yeah. uh, That he can only fill in so much. So if there's a big enough gap in the information, he maybe won't be able to figure it out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not.
2: That'd be interesting.
1: Okay. So um, then we see Lillian Strand, our lovely Lillian Strand, uh, coming in and making her own moves, if you will. Uh, She goes and talks to a, a Chinese official. And makes a deal with her, mm-hmm. basically the, the, the black market information kind of deal right. where she's trying to get some help for, you know, the situation and, and ways to basically stop the situation. Because um, then also we see that Vaughn and Riley get captured. Right. So they're imprisoned and um, uh, blah, blah. There it is. Uh, so they bring in Vaughn and Dr. Cassidy to try to remove the chip from his brain. And because he put the first chip in the woman's brain and she didn't come back to life. Why is that? Because the chip was untested.
2: Well, and he said it could take hours, it could take days, hours days, months, days, years. It years.
1: Mm-hmm. could yes. never uh, happen. Her name is Mei Chin, by the way. Oh, the the woman that is dead on the table. Cold. But yeah, so we don't know if she's going to come back or not. But they said, you know, we don't want to wait. We don't have time for this. We need this technology now because we want to rule the world. Mm-hmm. As every terrorist does. Right. So they basically bring in him and they're going to try to take the chip out of his brain. In another all too easy moment. He fakes a heart attack seizure, if you will, grabs a scalpel, cuts some wrists, cuts some throats, fights everyone off, and gets away. Yep. But although this is my favorite interesting part then, too, back to your woman aspect, Riley also escapes without any help. Yep. Because she's all like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then she kicks butt.
2: Yeah. And they end up meeting in the middle. Because she is a, a uh, secret service agent. That's what she did before she protected him. She protected the president.
3: Yeah, well, no, she's she's definitely I mean, she's gangster for sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's the only reason why that she's able to protect him. But the thing is, I mean, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but as far as predictions, but why do you think that she is able, like, aside from being this strong woman, why do you think that she's able to do all of that? He's able to do in in so many parts. Um, Do you think it's because of her training? Do you think it's because uh of some special skills or maybe something that we don't know yet?
2: Mm, interesting.
3: I'm just, you know.
2: I'm just trying to play
3: that because because it just it seems so. E- I mean, she worked at it, yeah. but at the same point, she doesn't supposedly doesn't have the special skills that he does. That's true. That yeah. is
1: a really. I interesting mean, she question. also beat up Fulton Reed, and he's got a knuckle book. Right. Exactly. So. Mighty Ducks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elden. Uh, I can't help it. You will always be Fulton Reed in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, she she fights out, and I think we'll find out more in in later episodes about her backstory because mm-hmm. right. um, they've they've mentioned several times that Vaughn is ex-Delta Force One, and right. he's a special agent, so right. he obviously was in combat situations. You know, and she protects the president, which means she had to do some kind of CIA training, and often those people right. are ex-military. Mm-hmm. But we don't know to what extent that she's been through or what she's done. Mm-hmm. We'll find out soon, I'm sure. We will. I hope so. I'm, I'm sure there will be an episode about that. There has to be. Right. Um, anyway, so they escape, and um, we find that they also then capture Jin Kong, and they trade him back to the Chinese government for information. Hmm. Uh, at the end of episode number one, we see the information is actually about Amelia's location and that she was spotted, um, a few years back. So she was in Seattle at the time and they're want to send Vaughn to Malaysia, but he's like, I'm not going, I'm going to Seattle because this is our driving plot. Now, Amelia, the love story, him trying to find her, he's been looking for her for six years because she left and was undercover, deep undercover, uh, in India as a, anti-terrorist yeah excuse me <laughs> for those of you who aren't in the studio there was a dog that just whined <laughs> um and also then another cool little part at the end of this episode which we see our, we're starting to see some development by the end of the episode of a relationship between riley and vaughn he gives her 20 bucks um because she made a comment about giving money for someone who saved your life mm-hmm. and he's like but i saved your life and then he gives 20 bucks and he says hey you know what this is for next time so, actually, I, I hope that joke becomes a recurring joke. Yeah, Because I, I think there will be some moments where they'll probably save each other, and I think that that will be, you know, kind of funny. Yeah. To keep playing on.
2: I had this weird thought that, like, in two seasons from now, she's going to give him back the same 20 bucks, and they're going to fall in love, and I became such a girl at that moment. It was really embarrassing. Did you really think that? I did. I thought you know this I, would be I, so cute. I think
1: that would be cute, too. I'd get down with that. Like, hey, I saved this $20, you know, and here, I'm going to give it back to you. Yeah. So, I mean, that that could be something... That, that could
3: definitely happen in a
1: situation like this. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's so cute. would two seasons, though,
3: yeah, I don't want to wait not that long. Gonna, that's I don't want to wait happen that
1: long. It, time it time. could be the mid-season break. Right. Or Maybe. end of season one. It there we be, go. It could be, like, the closer. Right. To That'd tee go. us up for season two, Here's hopefully. $20. <laughs> May, make you holler. Okay, so now that we've pretty much recapped episode one, the pilot, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts of the show as of that point? Like, what do you, did you want to see after episode one that potentially could have been episode two or future episodes
2: well, I think you forgot a very important...
1: No, I, I'm sure I did.
2: A very important <laughs> at the last moment of episode one.
1: Oh, I did. I totally It's right here at the very end with exclamation points in my notes. And it's, <laughs> and you, it's so... Break the news. Break the news. Uh,
2: what was her name?
1: It, uh, her name is May Chin.
2: May Chin, the woman who the other Chip was put into, wakes up at the end of the episode. That's
3: right. That's right. Yes.
2: I think that is going to be a
1: huge deal soon. Absolutely. I agree.
3: I think that's probably a future, you know, villain. Yeah. You know, because we're talking about challenges. Um. You know, for him that he needs some kind of uh, something else that's going to challenge him as yeah. a character. So I think that's probably going to be developed in the future. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We're cool. not doing
1: predictions yet. Hold I know. hold that thought because yeah. we'll get right into that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that and then at that point concludes episode one. You know, I I said episode one to me was good. There was a lot of things in it that captured my attention. The cyber running was very cool. Mm -hmm. You know, there was there was three fight scenes that Vaughn had, plus a couple of gun shootouts, also very cool. You know, there were some very strong female characters, which every show needs, and I feel like is lacking in a lot of series, even like Revolution. You're talking about the female characters are sort of yeah. yeah, You know, you you need you need a strong female character in every Mm -hmm. show, and we have two in this show right now. Yeah, um, that are I think. Stronger than the male characters at this point. And they're
2: in charge. Which yes, is nice. yes.
1: They're you they're like they're in positions yeah. of power. They're intelligent. They're well spoken. You know, they often know what's best. Most of the time, not always, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. And as a rogue cop, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. And make decisions <laughs> on my own. Um so I think that's definitely setting up for a lot of good things in the future. So we get to episode number two, Red X. Starts off with uh an Afghani terrorist eating something that to me looked like cherries.
2: Those were way too big to be cherries.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe they plumps. were there were wild cherries. Maybe maybe okay. yeah, red, they, red, red plums. We we red plums. There we go. There we go.
2: They looked like um, like gumballs.
3: <laughs>
1: they did. Look they like were like the, the
2: size the, of gum. The
1: huge big gumballs. Yeah. Right.
2: The ones that that are really painful the, and terrible for you.
1: Like jawbreakers.
2: No, no. Small. Like small
3: jawbreakers. It's like small. Jawbreakers. Those cherry
1: gumballs. Okay. The, yeah. The cherry bombs. Yes. That's it. Cherry bombs. These were called be. cherry bombs. Cherry no way. <laughs> <laughs> ah, foreshadowing. Right. Who would have thought that cherry bombs and Afghanis swallowing things would be explosive? Right. (laughs) Sing. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Right. Um, Okay. So we meet some terrorists uh, in the first scene and he's putting these, he's swallowing these things, which we're not sure what he is, but he gets uh, this gentleman to swallow these red gumballs, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then we see him throwing rocks at an American convoy. Mm -hmm. Typical terrorists always throwing rocks. We bring guns to the party. Uh, So he gets into this military base. They scan him. They take his clothes off. They run through all these things. You know, he's clean. He's good. He gets inside. A few seconds later, there's an explosion. Mm -hmm. This U.S. military compound is blown up. And they're unsure what happened because later on they say, we scanned him several times. You know, this is an issue. If someone can walk into a military base with a bomb and get through scanners and get through security and all this, this is going to be an issue. So... We'll find out the issue in seconds. Uh, but before then, we have a flashback scene, uh, which we finally get to meet Amelia in person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I wasn't sure who she was, but after later watching the episode all the way through, I realized it was Amelia. Um, I had to go back and make notes. Don't judge me. Anyway, so uh, she's, we found out she's getting deployed to India. So this is 2007. Um, and she is an operative as well in the CIA. And she's getting sent to be undercover, deep undercover. Right. As you will. Uh, and her name, what's her name? Is it Zalekia?
2: Zalekia Robinson.
1: Robinson. Right. Yes. She was also on Lost.
2: Um, She was also on Lost. As, as much was, as you
1: want to say Homeland. But. She's
2: Roya from Homeland. And she was on Covert Affairs last season.
1: So pretty much built for this show. Yes. Could you do anything better than that? <laughs> I mean, you know.
2: It was like she trained for the Josh show. Josh Holloway, <laughs> she's in
1: The Lost. Yeah. Grooming your career. <laughs> it's the way to do. Um, but anyway, she's getting sent away, and uh, we see that, you know, he's upset. He's trying to talk her. You know, it's okay. You're going to come back. It's going to be good. But she, she's she gone, and as we've now seen, she's been missing for six years. Um But that's okay, because I think the very next scene, to me, set up something that I'm looking forward to in future episodes, and there's a connection developing between Riley and Vaughn. There are... She calls him, basically, at six in the morning, wakes him up, says, hey, let's check in and make sure how you're doing. You know, and he's like, it's six in the morning, why are you calling me? And she's like, I'm going to call you twice a day, morning and night. Which he replies, isn't your boyfriend going to get mad? Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's totally a question that you would say. Oh, well, isn't your boyfriend going to get mad if I text you all the time or right. call you? Oh, I don't have a boyfriend. Right. You don't? <laughs> oh, how convenient for me.
2: Well, it but, gets even better.
1: It gets even better because Riley is right across the window, mm-hmm. which she calls it the vantage point. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie. Uh, because she, so basically, she's watching him through the window to make sure he's home and calling him twice a day.
2: Well, so, I mean, if he can stalk her, she can stalk him. It's only fair,
1: and he made the comment about the ice cream then as well. At that point, like, what's your favorite ice cream? And he goes, "You could scan it." He goes, "I already did, but I wanted you to tell me." <laughs> and we find out her favorite kind of ice cream.
3: So, I, I think that being said, I think there's there's definitely something going between them. Oh, yes, as far yes. Yes. as like it breaks into that. Um, I mean, do you think that that's do you think that's setting up for something that? he's going to have to now protect her because she's the one kind of protecting him. Like, what do you think that it can come
1: of this as a feminist? Tell me how you feel about the potential that she is no longer in control.
3: Here's the problem.
2: As a feminist, I have lots of issues as someone who watches (laughs) enough TV. It's clearly going to become a bones and bones and booth situation. It's going to become a castle and Beckett situation. Mm -hmm. Eventually something's going to happen. That's how
3: TV works.
1: Yes. We need a love story. Yeah. Absolutely, you need a love well, story. in Prime Minister television to continue to keep me coming back.
3: Right. <laughs> Everybody coming back, including the feminists. Yes. Especially
1: yes. the feminists. <laughs> because bombs, guns, <laughs> and fighting is not going to bring them back. Right. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> Never works. So, yeah. So, I, I agree. I think that this is going to be a situation where... To what extent we don't know, right. mm-hmm. but there is going to be something, some level of relationship between them, some level of trust. You know, obviously they give them twenty dollars at the end of episode one. Uh, later on in this episode, we'll talk about there are some comments that are made mm-hmm. that also set that up. But that's not really important. What's really important is the bombs. Yep. Let's talk more about the bombs. bombs. In this Red X. So in the next scene, um, we find out as he's scanning some information, uh, Malik Hassan is a terrorist, and he's a cousin of this guy who is into an organization, and that's where we found out who the the bomber is from the first terror bombing, uh, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. So as they're analyzing the information and as they're looking into the situation, the potential for bombs and potential for a bomb that is basically able to get through scanning because it is missing a very important part, which is the radiation. Because radiation is what they scan for, and when bombs have radiation, they're explosive. Of course. And usually you cannot handle a bomb without any kind of radioactive component because it won't explode. Uh, so that gets Dr. Uh, Cassidy interested in possible reasons to why this is working or what they're doing. And
2: sorry, I on. just so Dr. Cassidy is back on the team, right? Yes, they basically said, "Hey, we know you're going to keep working on it at home, so why don't you just come back and join us?" Yes,
1: Dr. Cassidy is back. He's br- him and uh, his son Nelson mm-hmm. are back on the team, essentially in some. Comp- Aspect or component
2: that was never like established and discussed.
1: Never discussed. He just, just making sho- sure he just shows up sitting in a meeting like, oh, well, let me look into this. Um, but he does some research on his own, on his own internet, on the computer <laughs> like oh, a <laughs> stone age tablet. I know, crazy, Hardly. crazy. Cool. crazy. crazy. Uh, but he he th- he starts creative thinking in a creative way, which is great because we see other characters. Using their brains and using technology and power, again, back to singularity, connection between us, Mm -hmm. uh, that allows him to find out information. And he thinks kind of like, what would somebody do that could benefit from this? Where would this be a good thing? So we found out there's a mining company that's created this compound called Red X, Mm -hmm. hence the title, Mm -hmm. uh, that is safe for miners to handle, where they can have controlled explosions. And the reason he came up with this idea is he wondered if if someone was going to blow something up, did they want this to be an explosion that was safe? Like, it's not about killing everybody. It's about killing certain people. Because um, in this terror bombing as well, at the military compound, a senator is killed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's target number one. The senator that gets killed, uh, and the, the justification becomes clear at a later point, that the bombing is set up because um, Ibrahim, who is our terrorist, his wife was killed by a military strike. And she was basically a casualty in crossfire. hmm So the senator who ordered this military strike gets killed. So we're trying to figure out then what our next target will be, right? Right. So they're looking into his history, his research, his background. They find out who ordered the strike was a senator and that the strike was carried out by another company. And that becomes our target number two. Now that we've discovered that these bombs can be inserted into people and can be remotely detonated and anyone can carry them, they're looking for the terrorists. They're scanning for the terrorists. They're using that kind of stuff. Um... So they go to the building where they find out that this company is, is out of. Did you guys catch the name? I didn't write it down.
2: I don't recall. recall. Okay,
1: that's okay. Fans, I apologize. We'll get it for you next week. Yes. Um, they uh, so they go and they find, they ask the security guard, uh, "Hey, you know, have you seen this guy?" And he's like, "Yeah, I saw him. He's a uh, a courier." Yeah. And then, of course, it becomes, again, all too easy for Vaughn because he taps in immediately to the security systems and scans every floor and says, oh, there he is.
2: And then stops the elevator. And
1: stops the elevator with his brain, which, you know, I uncovered in episode one. He unlocked the door when he was captured in India in the very beginning mm-hmm. as well. He scanned that guy's face and said, oh, yeah, you knew this and this. And he unlocked the door remotely.
2: So that brings up a question. Can he, like, send emails from his mind?
1: I Probably.
2: Could he make phone calls with his mind?
1: I mean, that we don't know.
2: Because I'm thinking, I, it just in the beginning of the episode, when she called to check in on him, my thought was, couldn't he, like, send an email each morning?
1: Ooh, hello.
3: Or, like, call her each morning? But the thing is, though, he's not, I mean, he's not a robot, though.
1: That's the right, thing. Right, but
2: if he can unlock a door, if he can stop an elevator, he can send an
3: email.
1: Yeah, I mean, where does it where does the line cross? Because you can access the internet and scan information and he can hack... You know, yeah. locked files. Well, it's, it's
3: well, yeah, you can. But the thing is, I still because he's not a robot. Right. There certain limitations that he has. And you think typing is one of I them? I think so. But okay,
1: he can't All type right. with his brain. Apparently. Exactly. He can't, can he can't and visualize and use the singularity. Exactly. I, to, uh, sure. You know.
3: Opening doors and typing are two different things.
1: Yeah. So I think sure. I think that's, that's a very good point to bring up. It's very important. W- what limitations does Vaughn have right. as a CI agent with his technology? Mm-hmm. Where is is his brain function or his ability to connect and do things stop? Mm -hmm. Does it stop? Is there anything that he can't do? Yeah. So that's hopefully will be elaborated more in terms of potential usage or limitations that he has. Because in this episode too, he talks, uh, um, Dr. Cassidy mentions that he uses on average 20 to 30% of his processing power to search for Amelia. Hmm.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So if he's not even using his full potential, but he's doing all these things what What can he do if he uses his full potential? is there a, an issue where he can stop?
2: well, I mean Dr. Cassidy also says that he uh he can't that the brain and the and the um computer are now one right they're right. they're not he can't see what's what the computer's saying and what he's saying right so he can't really stop looking for Amelia
1: right. Because, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of functions in his brain that maybe having the ship accesses that maybe he doesn't even know he's using, but he's doing it subconsciously.
3: Well, it could be the scenario that, you know, as humans, we use, what, 10% of our brain? Right. So maybe he's 10%, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's 30%, you know? Maybe he's 30%. You know, you never know. Right
1: again interesting questions to hopefully have us elaborate on in future episodes because like I said I I, I want to see limitations with him I don't mm-hmm. want him to be this omniscient all-powerful I can do whatever I want I can unlock doors and I can access this thing because that's gonna not be fun anymore mm-hmm. that's, there's gonna be a point where that's gonna be like oh Vaughn does it again right yeah. you know and it's it's not gonna be intriguing to a viewer it's you know i don't i don't always want to see the hero win i want to see adversity i want to see struggle and yes. that's why i was saying right. that for episode 1 and coming into these shows that's what we're going to need from this show is we're going to need these characters to show us some kind of vulnerability and some kind of you know life changing situations right. that make us attach to them make them relatable make me you know like i said the the story with me is great because that shows him as a person Right. It shows his love and devotion to this woman who he's been with for all these years. And he's been searching for her for six years. So, that's good. And I, I like that aspect. So, we need more of that, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, again, we'll see what happens. So, anyway, he's in the elevator. And we have a fight scene. Ha ah, yes. Uh, fight! Yes, the terrorist is uh, about to blow the bomb remotely. They say, hey, we shut down the cell signal, but he's using a radio because... Riley finds him out on the street, uh, Ibrahim, with his remote detonator, which is a radio, mm-hmm. not a cell phone, mm-hmm. which they use in the first explosive. But he throws him in the elevator shaft. I get cell phone reception in the elevator shaft. How about you guys?
2: <laughs> not always.
1: I mean, I guess 15 floors up. We'll see.
2: Depends on what the elevator shaft is made of.
1: That's true. Well, no. How many times are you in an elevator shaft?
2: No, like when you go in the elevator. Oh, you're talking about actually in in there. I mean, because I'm thinking like
3: in an elevator shaft.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I've been in elevator shafts and used my phone. So, anyway, that doesn't matter. (laughs) Irrelevant. There's a fight that ensues just the way we like it. Uh, The fight is Nice. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't bad. Josh Holloway's kicking butt again.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, they get to the first floor and they get out and there's the running joke with the guy trying to get on the elevator. He's like, "Finally!" Right. And then they split out of the elevator and ele- he makes the elevator go up with his brain.
2: Yeah.
1: And then he throws him in the elevator shaft. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I'm glad that Holloway won again. <laughs> it's going to be a running joke, so just get used to it because <laughs> Holloway's going to win again, again every single time. Um, no, it's cool. So, but then it's fine the, this guy dies he's not important what we do see is we see Riley chasing down Ibrahim uh, and she is running after him and trying to shoot at him as all good female cops do but yeah. he's a man he runs faster uh, that was totally sexist I'm sorry and she, oh. he gets into a car to get away you right now <laughs> no it's not relevant here's what happens though because this <laughs> is the most exciting part of the episode not really but totally uh, he gets in the car and the driver is Amelia six years in deep cover is the getaway driver but she shoots at him anyway.
2: Yeah, of course she does. Because
1: earlier in the episode, uh, Lillian said, hey, listen, are you going to do what you have to do? Are you going to take that shot? Because he's not. Right. So she had already coached, you know, uh, Riley to right. take the shot. Already said, this is what needs to be done. Because the whole episode, Riley, uh, not Riley, uh, Lillian Strawn has been doubting Emilio. Because he found her in that scan. Said, hey, that's her. I know that's her. Whether We didn't know at that point for sure if it right. was or not. Right. But they... She doubts.
2: Of course she does.
1: Because she never came home and she wasn't dead. So something had to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's fine. But Vaughn doesn't doubt. Vaughn is true to form. And he's really mad. Um, We see first that he has a discussion with Riley. And, you know, hey, you shot. Why did you shoot? You know, I've been searching for her for six years and that's not your call. You shouldn't have done that. And, you know, Riley says, yeah, you're right. It wasn't my call. It was Lillian's call. She made that call.
2: Oh, so excited. So immediately,
1: Yes. I, uh, two women making calls and he doesn't like either of them
2: yeah it's great
1: that's okay um, Your dream true. They're, yeah. they're allowed done again I, I like strong women in these shows it's fine um, but we see also <laughs> it's, fine. He, it's, it's fine <laughs> it's okay I'm okay with that we can have strong women in, in reality and in fictional television so let's just make it happen yeah CBS CBS keep it going yeah so Vaughn storms in as well to um, Lillian's office he's like we need to talk but As we find out, he's interrupting Nelson and Dr. Cassidy, who have just done an autopsy on the victim that was throwing the elevator shaft. They're removing the red X from his stomach. Mm -hmm. So they're slowly taking it out and they're weighing it. We found out that they removed approximately 0.5 milligrams of red X compound. They figure that that's about the same amount as the bomb that went off at the uh, first location at the military base in Afghanistan. So they figure that they have 1.1 milligram, 1.1 milligrams still remaining, which is enough to have the explosion twice the size or right. more, a very large explosion, um, from what they had before. So they're they're knowing and figuring that there's a third target. So they are trying to figure out what to do, um, where they can find out this third target. So they start looking around for information about the people and where they would have been and history. So they, again, scan the Internet and find out that they were at this mosque. So they go to a mosque. Um, and they're talking to the owner. It's a community center essentially for worship and for housing. Ask the guy, hey, you house terrorists? And he's like, no, we didn't know they were terrorists. Uh, irrelevant because he doesn't know anything. Yeah. But we meet a little kid, Yousef. Uh, and Yusef says, uh, you know, hey, I, this fell out of the guy's bag. So on the, the he hands him a visitor's pass to so a hospital. Does a quick scan and finds out that the hospital that Ibrahim's wife died at was the same hospital. So we find out that Target's one was the senator. Target two was the company that ordered the strike. Target three is the hospital where she died. Essentially, completing the circle of the death of his wife and his revenge, basically.
2: I just want to say this is pretty much the exact same plot line that is currently occurring on NCIS. It is the exact same plotline of a terrorist taking out the the people and the companies that did something to his family or something.
1: Yes. Like I said, this is a template that is being used. It's being used a lot. It's incredibly original. It is very, very, very original. So we, this is where we need something in the show that makes me want to come back. It makes, makes these characters remember, makes me remember them and makes the other characters forgettable. Right. So we'll see what happens to that. Um, So then they go to evacuate the hospital and they're getting people out, and Riley's like, we got to look for these the bomber. we got to find him. And he's like, let's split up. We can cover the 84,000 square feet faster if we split up. Right. But they don't split up because she won't let him until he runs away.
3: And he does run
1: faster and, than her. In typical Vaughn style, because she doesn't run fast. That's why she couldn't <laughs> catch the terrorists the first time. Because girls can't run faster than guys. Maybe, she, maybe she's wearing heels.
2: That is so rude. No. So no? Rude.
1: No? Was that was that sexist? Yes. Was it, That was where I crossed the line? Yes. That's the first thing I said that was wrong? Okay. Don't worry. If it's about feminism, I will cross the line at least 10 more times. It's been a
2: great time. show. You are welcome. I apologize in
1: advance for all you feminists out there, but thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Continue to watch us because we have a feminist yeah, who support will represent me. you. Please. And I will represent the masculine minority that likes explosions and guns
3: i'll represent just the beards
1: done I'll, I'll trim mine for next week okay okay so anyway they're they're searching the hospital and uh we find out that the bomb dun 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 is amelia amelia's in the hospital and he gets in this weird like funky zone where he's like so happy but so mm-hmm. torn that he's like zoning out and it's like muffled speech and you know i think it's like that excitement on christmas it's like oh my god, it's what I wanted, but at the same time he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that she has the bomb in her body and she is the target. I'm sorry, rather she's the one that's helping the target, right? If you will, that doesn't sound mm-hmm. right either. She's the one that has the bomb and she's the one that's going to blow up the hospital. There you go.
2: Uh, she also makes a really important point that um, Ibrahim doesn't want to take a second chance with the with the yes. um, detonator not working, so it's on a timer. She's going to blow.
1: She's gonna, there's nothing that can be done to save her because there is no... Because he tries to scan the building. He finds the x-ray room that's 87 feet away and its x-ray rooms are lead-plated so that there's no radiation and the cell phone reception won't work in there. Yep. Um, but she says, you know, it's on going timer. We're gonna, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be what's going to be. Uh, so he's, he tries then to... He gets the AED machine off the wall and he's going to try to electrocute the circuits in the bomb while it's charging to basically stop the remote detonation to see if he can save her life because he's like, I'm not leaving without you. And he, she says, go, go, it's going to happen. And, again, here's one of those moments where we see the softer side of Vaughn. Yep. We see his dedication, that he's willing to blow himself up in an attempt to try to save her. Whether he can or not, he doesn't know. But he wants to help. He wants her around. He wants, you know, that that stuff to happen. Um, but at the very last minute, Riley tackles him out the window into the river. How often do you see hospitals by the river, by the way? It. Aside from television, have you ever been to a hospital that's right on a river like Hold on, that? I'm thinking. I have
2: not. I'm I've not seen several movies
1: where people are thrown out of windows right. into the river. But buildings usually aren't that close to the river.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever seen a hospital that's on water.
1: Or at least close enough that if you fall out the window, you land on the river. Right. Can I get a sidewalk, please? Anyway, so it tackles out the window, the bomb explodes. And at this point, as far as we know, Amelia's dead. Save it. Uh... <laughs> Bring it in, bring it in. Amelia's dead, and Riley saves the day. Um, At this point, we get a flashback scene as well. Um, Again, this is one of my favorite touching moments of the episode where she's like, if I go, I'm afraid that I'm going to get lost and I'm not going to come back. And he says, you know what? I'm going to be your compass, and I'm going to bring you back. And he's going to do whatever it takes to bring her back. So I, I liked it. There was a lot of good emotion in that scene. There was a lot of things that made me really like Vaughn, that made me feel sorry for Amelia, you know, and her CIA undercover work. So, anyone else have any thoughts on that loving, touching scene?
2: Um, I thought it was really romantic and adorable. Right. Um, I think it shows that he is um, really uh, impulsive again. Yeah. I, I guess he's like, you know what? I know that your life is hard and that you're doing this really challenging thing, but... I'm the kind of guy who's going to do whatever it takes. You know, I'm going to throw caution to the wind. I'm going to do whatever I want and and just, you know, do what I need to because I decided I'm your compass and I'm the most important person in your life.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to lead you home. Yeah. So, good. We we see that, that this is going to happen. Hopefully, we'll see maybe more of that depending on what happens to Amelia unless she's in bits and pieces. Fine. Uh, no worries. But that's okay because at the very next scene, we have another uh, exciting hint, hint, hint. Uh, Riley comes in and says, you know what? Hey, I'm really... Glad that you're alive. I know you wanted to save her, but not the chip, you. I'm glad that you are alive and I care about you, basically. So here's potential for the next relationship that we're going to need in this show. Um, that's fine. We see that, you know, Ibrahim is still on the loose, so he may be back. Mm-hmm. And also, at the very, very end of this episode, which is another cool point, we go back to Youssef, the boy from the mosque. And he's talking to Lillian. And Lillian says, hey, you know, you didn't tell us everything. Okay, fine. You didn't tell us everything. And she shows her picture of Amelia. And he says, yeah, that woman gave me that and told me to give it to a guy named Gabriel. Which is Vaughn, for those of you who have been listening. Gabriel Vaughn. And basically has redemption for Amelia. Because whether or not she wanted to be saved or whether or not she basically is helping and wanting and warning them to... Nobody was killed, essentially. Except for her. Potentially. Potentially. In this, in this explosion. So she basically warned them about what they could do to save the day. So we ha- we do have help in this one. We do. We yeah. do. So so that was a cool ending piece because it made Lillian sort of wrong, made Vaughn sort of right, but it still, in the day, made everyone safe.
2: I just want to ask, how is it that Lillian, who had nothing to do with the investigation itself, was like, I'm going to go talk to this child. Yes. This child knows more than he said. Done. I... Okay. Sure.
1: I don't know, but that, that doesn't mean that sets us up for a lot of cool things because now we have some contrasting characters and that yes. kind of stuff, which is bringing me to my favorite part of the show: predictions. <gasps> predictions.
0: And now you're after Buzz <laughs> TV. Predictions.
1: Yo, what do you think? All right. I know, I know you got lots.
2: Thank you. Uh, my my predictions are thus: uh, Gabriel and Riley are going to get together. Okay. Um, probably from the looks of it, sooner rather than later. Okay. Um, Amelia is alive. I'm telling you now. I believe that she is alive. I have absolutely nothing to support that, um, other <laughs> than we did not see her blow up. Thus, she could possibly be alive.
1: Absolutely. We love television.
2: Um. Other than that, uh, that those are my predictions. I got. Did you else. did you see the trailer? Uh, for the next yeah. episode, I do not.
1: Okay. So the trailer at the end of the trailer, Mei Chin is back. She's oh, alive finally. and she's on the grid. He's in cyber rendering, and she shows up. So she has the same power that he has. I knew that was gonna happen. You, you called it in the, the first one, right? That. I, I didn't want to say happen. anything. Yeah. I knew that was on there. I knew, knew you didn't, was didn't know it because you didn't watch that part. Yeah. Um, so she's back. So does that change anything with your prediction in terms of what you think will happen?
2: Um, I
1: don't think it should.
3: No, it definitely no, does I, not. I agree <laughs> with, with the
1: relationship sooner rather than later, and you know that kind of stuff. Yes. So what do you
3: think? Uh, so I agree with you, Gabriel and Riley getting together. Of course, um, I think that she's dead. I disagree with you on that. I think that um, she is no longer—I think that this is kind of a um, a wild goose chase um, with her. And I think it's just something to keep in suspense. And I think there's going to become a point where he realizes that she is gone, and that's going to bring him closer to Riley.
2: So do you think that he's going to accept that she's gone and that focus his, um, his anger and basically do what uh, Ibrahim is doing— take out the people who took out his wife?
3: Possibly. Possibly. I just you know, I'm all about them two getting together. <laughs> and I think I that that's going to help them two get together. Um, and just as you said before, um, Ryan, that it's just it's going to be um, you know, old girl is going to come and that's going to be his nemesis.
1: Yeah, we, we need a nemesis for sure. Yeah. So this, yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be, be I think machine coming in is going to be right. our nemesis. I'm looking right. forward to that. Again, relationship for sure going to happen mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I didn't think about the fact that she might be dead until you brought it up before. I agree. I think she's still alive because that's going to create ah. conflict. Not only are going to have a villain, we're going to have conflict in, in love because he may start falling for Riley, but right. then she shows back up. What does he do? Right, mm-hmm. of course. I don't know. I see I see a lot of exciting things in the future for the show if they can keep us in. Right. So yeah. that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Tell us where we can find you guys. Uh,
2: you can find me online at yell.tv, y-a-e-l.tv, and on Twitter at yellteagle, y-a-e-l-t-y-g-i-e-l. I apologize for all the letters.
1: Hey.
3: <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the poet saint all day, every day.
1: All day, every day. And you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Yahoo, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Intelligence After Show. We'll be back next week when we have special guest Octavius Johnson coming in from yes. Intelligence. Yes. Also Ray Donovan actor. So yeah. tune in. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you then. Thank you, guys, and have a good night.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network